you start second guessing yourself a little bit, again, because you've come from a different environment. Um, but again, I think once you get some positive feedback from clients saying, oh my God, this is great, like this is so much better, then it kind of helps you push through some of that, that doubt and maybe deprogramming that you've had to do. Welcome to the Social Media Love Podcast, where you will discover how to get more clients on social media with proven social selling strategies. And now, your host, social media marketing coach, influencer, speaker, and founder of Social Media Love, Angelique Benet. Social media, love it or hate it? In a world where the average daily screen time is almost seven hours a day, including social media, how can women entrepreneurs get a piece of this marketplace and finally fall in love with their fear of becoming visible? i.e. sharing their voice, ideas, stories, irresistible lucrative offers, beliefs, leadership and expertise with a community of like-minded individuals in a way that feels good, genuine and healthy. This show is exactly about this via storytelling, interviews and social media marketing tutorials. Every week we add a piece to the puzzle. Welcome to Social Media Love Show and welcome to the conversation. And very musical and very sporty. <laughs> that sounds and then me. more because I don't know, that's a little pieces of the story that I know, but I'm going to learn more, I'm sure, today. <laughs> so, Corinne, um, welcome to the real story behind her business. Um, most of us as women uh, entrepreneurs, we always have a story in terms of we kind of build that business out of something that was missing in our lives or something dropped and then we had to figure out a thing. And then this is the beauty of be building your own story, your own business, because it becomes magnificent. We become magnetic. We attract people that are amazing and we do interview from nowhere like today <laughs> like i don't know like poor corinne she started in her car and then after that she had to find another place to charge her so all this to say that nothing stops us we are alive right. no matter what and what are you and having now see in my new location i i ordered a chocolate milkshake which looks delicious doesn't it so i'm coming to you from the from the easy street diner in halifax i love it so we hear an echo so maybe what we can do is to either switch off one of your device and it's you should, uh, maybe your phone to switch off the sound not not the phone <laughs> just the sound i think it's still people can still hear you and just because it i can hear an echo i think it's better so tell us who you are corinne before uh, we start who you are and who you serve in that beautiful life Sure. So I'm originally from Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia, but I have moved to Halifax. Although I like to still retain my Cape Breton citizenship. I like to point that out to everyone, even though I've been living in Halifax for quite a while now. I'm, I'm a mom of two teenagers, um, and I've been a lawyer since 2002. I recently, uh, during the pandemic, adopted a puppy. So I'm also one of those people that has a pandemic pup. So even though the teenagers are very self-sufficient these days, the puppy, not so much. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> um, and and I, uh, part of my brand is fun. So 
I just put that out there because I think a lot of times people hear lawyer and then they almost like they're repelled by the word lawyer even thinking about legal issues. So. I like You're some people have called me a fun lawyer, so I'll go with that. I was about to say that you are a fun lawyer, and you are like, yeah, that's exactly what you are. Yes, you are. So tell us more about who you serve before we start the story part. Sure. So I really have a passion for helping small business owners, and that's always been the, the most fun that I've had to practice in law. So small business owners, entrepreneurs, and primarily women. So what I found when I was in a traditional law practice was that I couldn't really, I didn't have all the tools to serve them very well. So that's really why I started my online business that I have now, where I provide legal courses and legal templates for Canadian on, online entrepreneurs. Yes, and I love your library, by the way. Yeah, so, so it's very uh, much, I'm very practical focused. Again, I know that you don't become an entrepreneur to go to law school. What I actually want them to do is help them solve their problems. So I try to help people solve their real, real life, everyday legal problems with easy, sort of easy to digest solutions. Uh, yeah, and this is amazing how you do it, by the way. You help me a lot, a lot, a lot. So let's dive in. The little girl in Cape Breton. What was the thing that went between you, maybe the age of five and ten, what was the thing you, you loved to play with or do? Do you remember that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I was always a kid who loved sports. I loved every sport. It didn't even matter if it was a real sport or if it was a sport that the kids in my neighborhood made up. But I was always very adventurous, so um, it was every sport. I did, like, sailing, so I actually did, like, sailing races, where I would go out into the ocean, much further than my mother liked me to go. Um, I, I always played basketball, so that was around the time when I started playing basketball. But I played anything, soccer, baseball, baseball, hockey, on ponds. So I just liked... What I liked about sports was teamwork, the teamwork aspect of, of I was always more attracted to team sports than individual sports, but I also liked that you were always challenging yourself. It was always like a new adventure. So, and, yeah. yeah. So how did that inform or shaped the lawyer and the legal guy that you are for business uh, entrepreneurs, would you say? Well, I think um, being part of a team it's really, that's kind of, I take a much more team approach even now, you know, being in I think I like to think about myself as being on the same team as my clients, you know what I mean, rather than them just coming and hiring me. And I think you also, there's a lot of, some, some feedback in sports is very explicit. Sometimes the coach is yelling at you because you're not doing, you're not standing or skating where you're supposed to. But other times you just have to listen and kind of play off each other. So I think one of the things I try to do as a as an entrepreneur is again listen to what my clients really need and what, where there are gaps. So in in sports, you always try to exploit like if someone can't drive left in basketball, you try to make them go that way. So you just look for opportunities. I think it is really. Um, so I think that helped me to look for opportunities and look for ways to improve. I like that. So you, follow, 
Yeah, that makes me think of either say in the hockey world, and I know that you you are in the hockey world too, right? That you have to follow the puck. What's that the thing? I'm so not in hockey. The puck, yeah. Yeah, that's a puck. To, yeah, and they say you have to go to where the puck is going to be. Like not where it is. You should skate to where the puck is going to be. So that's really, and that's what Wayne Gretzky. Again, I know you you immigrated to Canada. But no, but I know him. I interviewed yeah, okay. him. You did. Wow, that's yes. cool. I, I've never interviewed him. Um, <laughs> I did get to shake his hand once at a golf tournament. But yeah, so he said you should skate to where the puck is going to be. And I guess that's a little bit what I've been trying to do in innovating in the legal space. Like, what do clients really need? Not like how did lawyers do it 50 years ago? Yeah, love it. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, on that note, before you, so um, you said that uh, in 2002 you became a lawyer, right? And then after that, you open your own practice as a legal guide. So, tell me more about, you know, what was your most burning desire before starting your business? Because, you know, um, you were already a lawyer, you were already helping people. So, what was the thing that you wanted to do? that became a business? Right, well, I started my legal career actually at a very big law firm. It was like one of the top 20 biggest law firms in Canada. And I think I learned the technical skills there, but again, I just realized that they weren't a great match for the clients I wanted to serve. So it was like, in, again, I live in Halifax, so I used to say it was like trying to drive a Ferrari down Barrington Street, which is one of the main streets. Like, it, I, we had a very big engine, and we were trying to, it wasn't always the right tool for small businesses. So between that and just, it's a very, very demanding job being in a big office. You just have to work lots of hours. There's no real two ways about that. So I wanted a more balanced lifestyle, and I also wanted to serve. You realize you spend so much time in business with your clients, you want to make sure that you can serve them properly. So I just needed to create a new business model to serve the people who I really wanted to serve. So I really had a moment in 2010 where I said, okay, I have to do something different. And that's when I left my big law firm job. I love how you, you made a, a decision about your lifestyle and then how can you fit what you like to do as a job into your lifestyle. That's a big leap. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know if I've told you this before, but I actually wrote a song a couple years later called My Soul Sucking Situation. Um, and I do play that for groups of entrepreneurs, that song. But I think sometimes you just feel it in your gut, like this is not working, this is not going to work. A lot of people that leave a corporate business, they just, you know, you have that very gut feeling that, yeah, I just have to do something different. And then at the same time, again, I saw an opportunity to do things differently. So I think those two things, yeah, kind of came together. But you do have to listen to your gut sometimes and, and think about what makes you happy. How, how, do you have a, like, what's your routine around listening to your guts? Like, what is a thing, what is a sign for you that you need to listen? Uh, well, I mean, I think a few times over my lifetime, my body has just kind of told me in sometimes subtle and not so subtle ways, like this is not working for you. At one point, this is in my younger years, I got an ulcer. So you know what I mean? When your body starts telling you, you know, there's something 
it, it sometimes needs to kind of smack you over the head and say, okay, this is not working. But again, I think just when you wake up in the morning and you don't want to go to work, like that's a good sign. Like it's not just the Monday feeling. It's like it's continues over and over again. You have more days that you don't want to go than you do want to go. You just don't feel fired up. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I think aging actually helps too. Like I'm, I'm now 50 plus. I don't know if you can tell. The, the oil of Olay might be helping me a little bit, but um, there's a certain amount of wisdom that comes with age. We have to cling to that anyway. So I think, again, when you're 20, you might, you might not have those skills yet that you do at 40 to listen to your gut. I don't know. Although I try to tell my teenagers they should also listen to their gut. Uh, but I think it's a learned thing. Yeah. And they're lucky to have a mama that is aware enough to, because I think that's that. It's more like a mainstream now to listen to your guts or listen to your health or your body. And it's becoming, there are more resources with the online world, actually, right? There is that world of personal development that is huge, right? And I think we've um, also kind of recovered from a time when you just got one job and you had to stay there forever. Yes. You know? Totally. Yeah. Hello, Hélène. So Hélène would be so familiar with that topic. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're joining, Hélène, because you're going to love what Corinne has to say about, you know, feeling, building a life on your own term based on how you feel, who you are and uh, what you want to build for your clients. So um, now so now you, you're a lawyer, but it's not the right fit, and you want a, a lifestyle that you want for your family, you decide that I'm gonna craft, build my own business, still in the legal world. Now, what was the biggest struggle at the time to, to make it happen? Because maybe we have people gonna listen today, and they, uh, we know that there is a big thing around the corporate world, people are, saying goodbye, the job, I'm gonna build my own career in my own business. So what was the biggest struggle to make it happen for you? Yeah, it's it's almost funny because you almost forget like it's been 10 years now. It's, it's some, somewhat hard for me to put myself back there, but I can remember a couple things for sure. One was I was starting with a blank slate. Like I had no clients. I didn't have to like do it the old way, but you do have to kind of deprogram yourself because you've been doing it the old way. So it's really a change in mindset. Again, we'll come back to mindset, but um, it was good to have, to be able to start from the ground up. Um, but again, once you start reimagining things, you, you start second guessing yourself sometimes. Like this makes sense to me, but why wasn't anyone else doing it? So again, I, I started doing, um, in my practice, I was like not charging hourly rates. I was doing all fixed fees and I had a virtual office. And again, this is back in more like 2012, 2013. And I was like, you know, and I had a website and I was doing social media and a lot of law firms weren't doing that at that time. So you start second guessing yourself a little bit again, because you've come from a different environment. Um, but again, I think once you get some positive feedback, from clients saying, oh my God, this is great. Like, this is so much better. Then it kind of helps you push through some of that, that doubt and maybe deprogramming that you've had to do. I mean, I guess the other struggle is just, what, again, when you're creating something new, people aren't always sure, like they don't even, 
even know that you exist. <laughs> and of course, social media definitely helps with that. But not no one knowing that you exist and that your products exist is obviously a struggle as well. So it's slow in the beginning. It's like one person tells another person and tells another person, and you kind of have to go from there. And then, of course, you start figuring out your messaging a little bit better and who your ideal clients are. But, but yeah, creating something from scratch and then knowing no, no one knowing that you exist, those are tricky at the beginning, for sure. <laughs> I love how you say it. <laughs> so how did it feel like? You know, how did you cope with the feeling of feeling maybe uh, like invisible at first, right? How, how did it feel? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'd say I'm blessed with a certain amount of natural confidence. I think I get it from my dad. Like, you just kind of like, I'm actually an optimist. I think being an optimist as an entrepreneur helps because you wake up in the morning thinking, oh, yeah, I can do this. Like, it's all good. I haven't quite figured out how yet, but so I think being an optimist was helpful. Um, but again, just just talking to clients and hearing when you talk about client pain points, like I heard a lot of when I talked to people, just a lot of things that they wanted to be done differently. So it really kind of it drew me to be like, okay, I'm doing it for them. Like people talk about being grounded in your why. Like I think that definitely helps. Again, you don't always see exactly how you're going to get there, but I just knew there was a better way to help, especially women entrepreneurs, access the legal knowledge and, and information that they needed. So that kind of helped, helped propel me forward. And I actually, instead of working in a law office, I was in a virtual environment, but I also worked out of a co-working space. And so I actually physically surrounded myself too with other people who were my ideal clients. So I just put myself in kind of a positive environment and surrounded myself with people who needed me. Like they'd be like, Corinne, I need you. Like, I can't believe I just found you. So again, you start getting feedback like that. Like you may feel like a unicorn, but then someone else is like, oh my God, yeah, that's great. So it helps you. I love how you give examples. I love that because, and, and you don't have to know the how fully. You just go and move forward and then you put yourself in a position of making connections. Like, I love how you explain that. I love this. So this is nuggets, golden nuggets. Plus you share stories that are like, I can imagine you in the open space, like with, you know, entrepreneur around you. And, and this is a great way actually to connect, especially if you work with entrepreneurs, right? So go ahead. I don't want to cut you. I was just going to say, and then sometimes, sometimes then happy accidents start to happen. So then I got a call one time from a, a business advisor at the Center for Women in Business, which is in Halifax, centered in Halifax. And she said, can you teach, can you develop a legal course? So she was the first person who said, I know you like teaching. I'm always getting legal questions. Could you put together a course? So that's really how, that started me down the path of putting together an online course. Because she said, we've got, we, we, we have courses on sales, we have courses on you know, web design, of course, is on all these other things. Could you put together a legal course? Which led me to, once I got the content together, I said, oh, this should also be online. So it feels like, again, once you start going down the path, people show up to help you, right? 
people sometimes and now sometimes people throw things in the road and you have to jump over it too but there are there are helpers along that road and they start to show up and it's like that's a beautiful thing i, I call them happy accidents but i don't people, some other people might call it you know karma or fate or something else i don't know but things kind of start to happen to help you along too yeah, and I think what I see in you is that you are open to receive help. And that's something that is something we have to learn as well. And so it's your uh, your receivership that served you because you did connection because you were, you call that happy accident, but um, it's also you deciding I'm open, right? So I love that. It's a great advice because it's so much easier when you get help. <laughs> big time mm -hmm. yeah so tell me more about the first time you realized you know that's it you know what was the big payoff of all that work of setting up your business making you know the con the connections with people that could become your clients you remember the day you said yeah that's it that's exactly where i wanted to be here we go well i'll I, I mean, that did definitely happen with my law practice, but just with the online course, the first time I launched, and someone who I did not know actually signed up and bought my course. Then I thought, wow, like this is unbelievable. Because a few people that I knew and who had been past clients, they were some of the very first customers. But the first time I actually, again, someone, I actually was running Facebook ads, Someone clicked on my Facebook ad, registered for my webinar, and attended my webinar, and then pressed the buy button, and I had no previous relationship with her. I thought, wow, this is like resonating with people that I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? I don't have a personal relationship with, and I was like, okay, this is real now. Like, this is real. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the other time it happened, and this is kind of a different kind of proof, but this first time someone said to me, Oh, do you have an affiliate program? Like, I actually think this is so great. I want to help you promote it. And then I thought, oh, wow. Again, like, that's a moment where someone else believes in your product to the point that they want to help you get it out there in the world. So that was another yeah. moment where I was yeah. like, this is cool. Yeah, I love that you bring up that because um, – once you you explored all your network connection and then it dries up so you need new leads right because you are you have so much connection and at some point and it's always the first complete stranger that is like oh my god it's serious <laughs> i'm really in a big business <laughs> i love that how you you share how you felt <laughs> i love uh, it it was like there was a lot of dancing there was a lot of yeah I can't quite fully dance as so I'm sitting down, but yeah. I ordered myself a chocolate milkshake. I got my gavel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sure. That. That's I love that. Yeah. And talking about music, tell us more about your love of music. Sure. So how does that um, fit in the legal world? Well, I'm not sure that it fits, but again, we don't need to fit into tight little neat boxes, do we? Um talk about going back to what was I like as a five to ten year old kid I think I had two interests one was sports which we already talked about and the other was music like I played I played the piano mostly and I also sang like I have a very musical family again I'm from Cape Breton 
I actually thought everyone either sang or played an instrument. So, um, so I don't know. It's just always been part of me. I actually kind of lost it in my early adulthood. You know, when you start working and all the stuff, and then it's just something again that I want to get back to doing more regularly. So luckily, about 11 years ago, I met a bunch of women who played hockey, and then it turns out they were also interested in music. So we formed a band. And so every Tuesday, we actually have band practice and play, we play for different groups of people. And that's really been, again, a great way to do it regularly, like to do something fun that I really love on a regular basis and kind of incorporate it into my schedule. So. It just, I'm happy, like, actually it's funny, one of my friends one time was watching me play the guitar and sing, and they're like, that is your happy place. Like, they actually said that to me, like, you're playing your guitar and other people are singing, and it's kind of a group, and that's your happy place. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. So, it doesn't necessarily fit neatly with being a lawyer, but I've actually started to incorporate that, in, especially in teaching. So, like, I'll sing a song, and then talk about copyright law, and how you can protect your content, and Oh, I love this. So. I love this. I and like that you bring your... This was part of, I guess, my personal brand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I remember the first time I found you, it was on YouTube. You were at a guitar singing. And I'm like, oh, is it the same lady? And yeah, it was you. <laughs> I loved it. So, yeah, you so, don't quite know how things, things are going to fit together. Um, tell me... Tell me more about, uh, I have two more questions for you. What are your biggest fears as, as a woman in business? Um, I think one of my fears is just that, um, I mean, I think one of, one of my fears is just the very common fear that people aren't going to want to buy what you made, you know, so... I think I'm always conscious of making sure that people out there still want what I'm doing. Um, but I think, like many women, I just have a fear of putting myself out there. I know I'm, I'm extroverted. I don't mind getting on camera. But I'm still holding back. Like, sometimes I still know that I'm holding back because I'm not going on, you know, I'm not showing up live as much as I should, or I'm not sending out as many emails or blog posts or all that kind of stuff. So I think I... I think my fear is that people will think I'm full of myself or something like that, so I hold back a little bit, you know what I mean? I think that still is one of my fears, is that I'm going to be everywhere, all over social media, all over the email, people's email inboxes, and it's going to be too much. Again, I think you realize that it may feel like a lot to you, but to them, they're not always paying attention. So it's not that you see every social media post or read every email. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I guess you answered my question. I wanted to ask you what's your relationship with social media, but you're you're talking about that, that you, you've been using social media for a long time, even advertising, as you were saying, right, for your webinars. Yeah. Can you hear yeah, me? I mean, I think social media, especially... I can hear you. Okay. Especially good. in the early days, social media was. Sorry, can you hear me? Okay. It's just we've got a delay, I think. Um, so social media was key. When I talked about not, like no one knowing that I existed, 
social media definitely helped with that awareness piece because especially because I knew a lot of people like either personally or in my past role at the big law firm but then I could kind of connect with them on social media and actually tell people what I'm doing now and I started very early sending out uh, a newsletter like an email newsletter and building an email list so that was really key from the beginning and connecting with people regularly um, and kind of helping them to get to know me and get to know more about you know my services and courses and all that stuff especially as they evolve because you may not have seen somebody in person, especially during the pandemic for many years. So uh, it's hard for them to keep track of what you're actually up to now. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed that you shared um, so many stories yeah. with us. And uh, I want to ask our listeners, woo, <laughs> our listeners and viewers, that if they have any question for you, ask them in the, in the um, in the comments and we'll we'll check them after and if that inspires you tell us too oh and i'm gonna put your contact it's your website online legal essentials.ca um and so i hope it inspires you to share more of your story so that you can share more of why we should buy your products or your services your programs because this is really the um how we go deep in you know and we connect with the owner of the services because it's it means something very human. So don't hesitate to reach out to Corinne and check her uh, legal uh, library because it's just amazing. All the tools you have. And if you're wondering how to share more of your story, I hear a lot sometimes people don't know where to start. So in the, in the, in the, somewhere around this video, I'm going to put, or the podcast, I'm going to put a link. I created a guide and it's basically helping you um to find the stories to remember the stories that made who you are you who you are so i'm going to put that in the comments as well are you good am i losing corinne corinne <laughs> the connection is weird it's, it's a little uh oh you're back okay is there anything you want to add corinne before we go no, uh, well, I just want to thank you for having me. Coming on and having these conversations is actually helpful to get me fired up again. You know what I mean? To show up on social media and share more of my story. So thank you for that. Sorry for the technical difficulties. It's okay. I think we sometimes, were okay. Sometimes I am a hot mess. I will admit that. But, uh, but the templates are good. So yeah, I'm just always happy to talk to people. Again, so if anyone wants to DM me on Instagram or reach out to me on my website. Um, I don't charge by the minute like I used to. So yeah, I'm always happy to have those conversations and especially learn about what people are doing online and what they might need, so. Awesome. Thank you so much, Corinne, for uh, taking part to the real story behind our business. I, I love to hear from all of you. Uh, amazing, inspiring woman. So thank you and uh, see you around hopefully someday. High five. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Social Media Love Podcast from Angelique Benet. If you want to grow your product or service business with social media, visit socialmedialoveab.com.